Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Welcome to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think your happiest thought. And take flight with me one more time to Neverland. Who am I? Well, I'm your Spider-Pan, head head lost boy. They also call me Jeremy, but Spider-Pan kind of works around here. I am here to take you to Neverland, but it's going to be a slightly different trip because I'm actually out of town in the weekend that I normally would be recording the show. So I'm throwing together a show... Because I want to—I've never missed a week, so we're gonna have some fun. I have audio that I haven't even chosen what to do yet at this point, but I have audio from Comic Cons that I haven't shared yet. Eric has got a lot of ride audio that we haven't shared yet because he went to Walt Disney World, so we have lots of fun to do. But of course, because it's kind of the thing, uh, we need to have a movie review for a certain Star Wars movie that just came out this weekend. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken! Oh, good! Okay, so I actually just came back from a viewing of Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now, the funny part about this is about a little little over an hour into the movie, the lights started flashing and there was a tone going off. And we're all kind of looking around like, what is this? We know this is a basically Disney owns Star Wars now. Uh, this is almost like a Disney ride where you have a 4D effect going on or something. But what it turned out to be, after an announcement came over the PA system, they asked us to all find the nearest exit. Well... Uh, so we got up to start moving. I was a little nervous. I mean, it could have been a lot of different things. You know, I was, I had visions of an active shooter in the building or something, uh, you know, cause that has happened in the theater before. And I was like, well, I hope it's nothing like that. And, 
Uh, turned out somebody had pulled the fire alarm, and it turned out to be a false alarm. So, when we finally got back to the movie, uh, in, back inside, I mean, I, I think we were delayed. Oh, at least half an hour combined of, you know, going outside, fire department coming in, checking everything, and then finally coming in, they had the screen paused, they were letting everybody go through the concession stand again, and grab whatever they wanted to get, uh, then they backed the movie up about, you know, five, ten minutes or something, and then we got to finish watching the movie. Uh, so quite the adventure, uh, and I did get a readmit pass uh, for my trouble, so I went solo to solo tonight, but uh, I'm going to take Pixie Heather sometime, because... It was pretty good. Uh, it's a good time. I did have fun with this movie. It was kind of the adventures of Han and Chewie that we would hope. It was also very, very predictable. You kind of knew, like they were trying to build a reveal, like, oh, guess who this, uh, guess who this is going to be? Somebody's about to come through the door. We knew who it was going to be. Um, it was. It, very, very predictable, but uh, I still I had a good time. Uh, we've now been introduced also to a character more annoying than Jar Jar Binks. L3, the droid. I, was, I think it was intended to be comical and funny, and we were supposed to laugh at some of the antics of this droid, because, you know, droids are usually pretty good for comic relief. This one wasn't funny at all. And in fact, a lot of the dialogue that, that she has that was supposed to be funny... Lando's kind of rolling his eyes at, and so was I. The droid wasn't funny. It was just annoying. But they did have something interesting with that character that I, I, I don't want to get into any spoilers or anything, so I, I'm going to have to be very delicate about this. But I will say, I had a good time. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, I don't think it was as good as Rogue One, but it is a fun ride, and... Donald Glover has flat out nailed Lando. I mean, he was he was talking like Billy Dee Williams, and he he just had it down. You could totally believe him as Lando. Alden, uh, I don't think he did too bad to be a younger Han Solo. You could kind of see it; it was kind of there, uh, but it's really hard to emulate a Harrison Ford, I suppose. But he did a good job, and it was fun, you know, getting... You know, Chewie seems a lot reduced to me in, like, The Last Jedi. So it was fun getting to see Chewie in there and doing his thing. And we have a really good scene where Chewie just gets to unleash. And so we get to see where Han meets Chewie. We get to see Han meeting Lando. We get to see how Han acquires the Millennium Falcon. How the Falcon gets to be what how we recognize it today. Uh, a lot of really fun things that we get to see. Uh, and... Uh, really, it's definitely it was a good time. If you're a Star Wars fan, I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I definitely think you'll get a bit more enjoyment out of some of it if you watched the Clone Wars because there are some references to the Clone Wars series that uh, were you know very interesting. Uh, I think they did leave it open where they could do some more with Han and Chewie and even Lando, so there are some more stories to to be told. Uh, but this is in general, this is a heist movie, which we kind of expected that. Uh, a very interesting plot. It has more, pr well, predictable twists and turns and stuff than your average Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Jack Sparrow would have fit right into this movie uh, with how, the way he might double-cross somebody or whatever. Uh, but overall, yeah, definitely a good time. I, I, I got to give this a recommendation to go out and have some fun with uh, because it's definitely more fun than Infinity War, although Infinity War is a much better movie. Uh, it's just, it, it, Infinity War, you probably know by now, is it's it's a rough downer, and every time Thanos is on screen with one of your heroes, you're a little worried what could happen. Uh, so this is a good palate cleanser. 
before Incredibles comes out to just go into the movies and have some popcorn and have a good time. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh.
Please remain seated until the captain has opened the exit doors. You may then unlatch your safety restraints by pressing the release button on your left. Make sure you have all your personal belongings as you exit. Thank you for flying Star Tours. Bye-bye. This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. Hello, I am C-3PO, and you are about to listen to the story of Star Wars, A New Hope. You can also read along with the story in your book. Unless you are already programmed to know when the pages end, you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear this sound. I believe the storyteller is ready, so let us begin. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. There was a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships fighting for freedom had won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal secret design plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's agents, Princess Leia of Alderaan raced home aboard her Rebel starship, carrying the plans that could save her people. Suddenly, a laser blast rocked Princess Leia's starship. Inside, two droids, C-3PO and R2-D2, tried to steady themselves. The larger of the two, C-3PO turned to his small counterpart, R2-D2. We'll be destroyed for sure. This is madness. The starship began to shake, straining against an invisible force. It was caught in the tractor beam of an Imperial Star Destroyer and was being pulled into a docking bay. In a burst of flame, the hatch to the Rebel starship was opened and Imperial stormtroopers poured in, firing in every direction. The Rebel soldiers were quickly overtaken. A massive, black-cloaked figure stepped through the charred doorway. It was the Dark Lord of the Sith, the feared Darth Vader. In another part of the ship, 
C-3PO was looking for R2-D2, whom he'd lost during the attack. Following the familiar sound of his friend, C-3PO came across a beautiful woman kneeling in front of the little droid. She turned and quickly slipped into the shadows. There you are. Where have you been? Mission? What mission? C-3PO followed the little droid as he entered an escape pod. I'm going to regret this. The pod burst from the ship and headed for Tatooine, the planet below. Within moments, Princess Leia was captured and brought before the Dark Lord. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. Several transmissions were beamed to this ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are a part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. On the desert planet of Tatooine, C-3PO and R2-D2's escape pod had landed. No sooner had they disembarked than they were captured by the Jawas, a group of little hooded creatures. We're doomed. Do you think they'll melt us down? Scavengers by nature, the Jawas claimed the droids as their own and sold them to Owen Lars, a moisture farmer and guardian of Luke Skywalker. Uh, Luke, take these two over the garage, will you? I want you to have both of these cleaned up before dinner. As C-3PO was lowered into an oil bath, Luke began to clean the little R2 unit. You got a lot of carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. With all we've been through, sometimes I'm amazed we're in as good condition as we are. What with the rebellion and all? You know of the rebellion against the Empire? That's how we came to be in your service, if you take my meaning, sir. Excited by this link to the rebellion, Luke turned back to R2-D2 and discovered an object in his head rotation joint. Well, my little friend, you've got something jammed in here real good. Were you on a star cruiser or a... There was a flash of light, and suddenly, R2-D2 began projecting a holographic image of Princess Leia into the center of the room. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Luke sat there, dazzled. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who is she? She's beautiful. The stubborn R2 unit refused to play back the entire message. C-3PO interpreted the little droid's mechanical beeps for Luke. He says that he is the property of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a resident of these parts, and it's a private message for him. I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. I beg your pardon, sir, but do you know what he's talking about? Well, I don't know anyone named Obi-Wan, but old Ben lives out beyond the Dune Sea. He's kind of a strange old hermit. Fearing that the droids may have been stolen, Luke set off to deliver them to Ben Kenobi, along with a secret message. Luke presented Ben with the droids. I saw part of a message R2-D2 was to... I seem to have found it. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. 
Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Ben turned to Luke. I was once a Jedi Knight, like your father. My father was a Jedi? Yes, and this was his lightsaber. Ben handed Luke the sword. He wanted you to have it when you were old enough. You should learn the ways of the Force, if you're to come with me to Alderaan. I can't leave here. I'll take you as far as Anchorhead. Oh, you must do what you feel is right, of course. On their way to Anchorhead, Luke, Ben, and the droids came across the Jawa sand crawler, destroyed by Imperial troops. If they traced the robots here, they may have learned who they sold them to. And that would lead them back home. Wait, Luke! It's too dangerous! But Luke was already in his land speeder and gone. When he arrived at the farm, he was devastated to find all that he had ever known destroyed and smoldering. Sadly, he returned to Ben. I want to come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing here for me now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Though their destination was clear, they still needed a ship and a pilot to take them there. The best place to find a pilot was the Mos Eisley Cantina, home to a strange assortment of creatures from throughout the galaxy. Ben took Luke around and made some introductions. Chewbacca here. He's first mate on a ship that might suit us. The tall Wookiee led them to a table off in the corner, where they met a rough-looking star pilot. I'm Solo. I'm the captain of the Millennium Falcon. You guys got yourself a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready, docking bay 94. While Luke and Ben set off to sell the land speeder for some extra money, Han returned to his ship, only to be met by the hideous gangster Jabba the Hutt. The vicious hut demanded the money that Han owed him. The captain tried to gain some time. I got a nice easy charter now. Pay you back plus a little extra. Jabba agreed, but he made it clear that if Han failed again, he would put such a high price on his head that he wouldn't be able to go anywhere without an army of bounty hunters waiting to collect it. This is the end of side one. Please turn the page and turn the tape over. The Millennium Falcon took off, racing toward Alderaan. Meanwhile, at Alderaan, the Death Star had just entered orbit. On board, Darth Vader was taking the Princess to the commander of the space station. Princess Leia, before your execution, I would like you to be my first guest at a ceremony that will make this battle station fully operational. No star system will dare oppose the Emperor now. He turned to the technician. You may fire when ready. A beam of light shot out of the Death Star, and the planet Alderaan exploded in a tremendous fireball. At the same moment, the Millennium Falcon came out of hyperspace and was suddenly pelted with debris from the destroyed planet. The only thing seemingly intact was a small moon nearby. That's no moon. That's a space station. Ben's right. Suddenly the ship shook violently. Han grabbed the controls. We're caught in a tractor beam. They're pulling us in. When the Falcon docked, 
the Imperial search crew jumped on board, but they found the ship empty. Shaking their heads in disbelief, they left. Han, along with the others, emerged from secret compartments and climbed aboard the Death Star. While Ben set off to deactivate the tractor beam, R2 plugged into a Death Star computer and discovered that Princess Leia was aboard. Luke persuaded Han and Chewbacca to help him rescue her. They knocked out some guards, took their uniforms, and disguised themselves as stormtroopers, escorting their prisoner, Chewbacca. Once inside the detention block, they located Leia's cell. She was startled as her door opened and an unusual stormtrooper entered. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I've got your R2 unit. I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Suddenly, lasers were exploding around them. The Imperial troops had our heroes completely covered. They forced them down a hallway with no means of escape. Well, this is some rescue. When you came in here, didn't you have a plan for getting out? The princess grabbed Luke's blaster and ripped open a hole in the wall. Into the garbage chute, flyboy. One by one, they all dove into the hole, landing safely in a huge garbage bin. Without warning, the walls began to close in on them. They landed in a trash compactor. It took all their strength to keep the four sides from crushing them. And for a while, it didn't look good. Then Luke suddenly remembered the droids. He contacted them on his comlink and instructed R2 to shut down all the garbage mashers. Everyone escaped with barely a scratch. Meanwhile, Ben had deactivated the tractor beam. Stealthily, the old Jedi made his way back through the hallways to the Falcon. And suddenly, he felt the presence of the Dark Lord. I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet again at last. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now, I am the master. On went his lightsaber. Ben quickly ignited his sword, too. Only a master of evil, Darth. You can't win. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Luke and his friends arrived at the docking bay where the Falcon was in sight. But there was a strange commotion going on at one end, and a group of stormtroopers were watching it closely was the battle between the Dark Lord and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Vader would swing and Ben would block. But when the old Jedi saw Luke, a serene look came over him. He stopped fighting, closed his eyes, and raised his sword to his face. Vader swept his lightsaber through Obi-Wan's cloak. But suddenly he was gone. Only his robes, in a crumpled heap, remained. Luke was horrified. No! The stormtroopers spun around and opened fire. Leia and the droids raced to the ship as Han, Chewbacca, and Luke fired back. Within seconds, the Millennium Falcon shot out of the docking bay. But it was not alone. Four Imperial TIE fighters were hot on its trail. Han showed Luke the gun ports. Come on, buddy, we're not out of this yet. The attack was severe. But our young heroes won. Afterward, they arrived at Rebel Headquarters with the Death Star plans. 
But Darth Vader had placed a homing beacon aboard the Millennium Falcon, and the Imperial Death Star was approaching. Using the secret plan, the rebels launched their ships and headed straight for the Death Star. They zoomed across the surface of the space station as enemy laser cannons fired back. It soon became obvious that the Imperial troops had to fight the rebels ship to ship. Waves of TIE fighters screamed out of the Death Star and attacked. Even Darth Vader himself manned a fighter. The Empire was gaining ground. One rebel pilot had failed to hit the weak spot of the space station. Now, it was up to Luke. But Vader was right on Luke's heels. The Force is strong with this one. As Vader was about to fire, a laser shot ripped past him and hit his wingman. The explosion sent Vader's ship spinning into space. You're clear, kid. Let's blow this thing and go home. It was Han. As Luke raced to hit the target, he heard Ben's voice. Use the force, Luke. Luke fired two proton torpedoes at the Death Star. It was a direct hit. The rebel ships raced into hyperspace, just as the space station exploded in a tremendous flash. With the destruction of the Death Star, the rebels had won one of their great victories over the Empire. Hundreds of rebel troops gathered together to honor Han Solo and Luke Skywalker for their heroic deeds during the battle. Princess Leia awarded the two men with medals of valor as the crowd cheered their triumph. Through the happiness, however, the rebels knew that though the dreaded Death Star had been destroyed, the Empire, the Emperor, and Darth Vader were still in power and a threat to freedom. But all that would have to wait until the next adventure.
everything okay? Andrew, hopefully, hopefully, your machine didn't just go under duty. And our demonstration includes a little song from the movie. A huge show-stopping major song from Miss Piggy. That's good. And we've also got a big musical finale from Sam Eagle. Sam, what's it about? It's called a salute to all nations, but mostly America. Great. So it's going to be a swell demonstration, and at no time will we be stooping to any cheap 3D tricks. Did you say cheap 3D tricks? Uh. <laughs>
we, folks. I'm sorry, but uh, Muppet Lab seems to have been temporarily uh, sucked up. But, uh, ooh, uh, what is that? Hey, come in and see, it's my new remote control. I'm running away. 
Nobody would let me help in the movie. Oh, this is a very moving moment. Yeah, I wish they'd moved the fish bird. Hey, Bean! <laughs> what are we doing sticking around here? Let's burn a rubber! He's Waldo, my 3D friend, and we're both leaving the movie. Wait, that doesn't mean if you leave, you'll miss all the fireworks. Right, yeah. Fireworks? Ooh. Okay, I'll stay, but I want to help. Uh, gee, is there anything Bean can do in the final number? Oh, my gosh. Maybe Bean could set off the fireworks. That sounds great. Yeah, and I'll stay and help. <laughs> I love fireworks. Yes, it's a glorious three-hour finale. You got a minute and a half. <gasps> okay, everybody, get ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Muppets proudly present the final demonstration of Muppet Vision 3D.
Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.